1: Hello everyone and welcome to the November tenth, two thousand six edition of the Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. dot com. I'm Cameron Strang and here with me is editorial director Kara Davis. Greetings. Managing editor Adam Smith. Hey guys. And web content producer Jesse Carey. Hello, friends. You
2: guys say the same thing every time. <laughs> I, I try and switch it up. I, I don't sometimes I say hi. I just Sometimes realized I'll I regressed.
3: Say, hey. I said hello, everyone. Sometimes yeah. I say greetings.
2: Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah, we, but today I said hello, friends.
0: Greetings. Yeah,
2: share yeah. greetings. I've said salutations before, otherwise I would have gone with that. This edition of the podcast, we have a couple treats for you.
1: We uh, talked to author Mark Estes. We also have very, very interesting feedback that you all sent in uh, about last week's podcast regarding uh, Ted Haggard, so we will get to that later. And we also have the second installment of the... Contestant version Of Versus The guy who did it Is named Corey Brasher And he's taking on Jesse today
3: You guys don't want to miss this
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you I think, I think verses Is going to be short lived mm. Really why is that Well it's it's, um, it's so popular It's turning into A little like Like Who wants to be a millionaire mm-hmm. You know what I mean mm-hmm. So popular What happened They beat it to death Yeah And, and they didn't leave The audience wanting more they, they, they just didn't know when to stop. So what I'm thinking is we do a four-week run of Versus, and that's it for a while. We yeah. come up with something else A different after game. That. Okay. Yeah, a different game. And then if we, you know, if we want to come back to Versus, we can, but the key is is we cannot make Regis Philbin's mistake and not know when to walk off well, the stage. Well,
3: he- here, here's the thing, though. I feel like with verses, you know, it's tempting. I think it would be fun to do you know, three or four contestants a show, but we can't do that. No, yeah.
1: it, honestly, I don't have enough time to do that. We yeah. have to call these people. I have to come up with the questions. So really, it's not a. It's, it has nothing to do with Regis. I'm tired of coming up with questions every week. It <laughs> why, takes do, why don't we switch to homework. Because I'm the quiz master.
3: <laughs> but the quiz master can't tire of doing questions.
1: <laughs> yeah, You don't doesn't, think Trebek gets tired sometimes? <laughs> but he See, I could beat Trebek. I just can't. Trebek doesn't come up with the questions.
3: You should just buy, listen, you should just buy like... Trivial Pursuit, like a bunch of different versions, and just pick them from those. Those are infinite. Trivia yeah, because versions.
1: those are good common questions that everybody knows the answers to.
3: If you buy, you, you can buy How like Pop Culture Edition. You can buy Arrows of music. No,
1: that doesn't address our current event questions or our
3: Bible questions. That only would
1: you know be well. Obviously, you're pop gonna culture. have to
2: buy a lot of different <laughs> trivia sets. No, I <laughs> could I
1: could have people send in questions, except for the fact that the one common denominator in all of the questions we ask is that. I know the answer. And and I, I would get 10 out of 10 every week. And if people start su- submitting questions, I may not know them.
2: This should be called Stump Cameron, and it should be a game that no one ever wins because you came up with the questions. I love it. Let's do it. That's coming up after Versus
1: in a couple weeks.
3: Well, I'm sure there's plenty of games that we can think of. Oh, yeah, you
2: know?
1: there's no shortage of games. That's the thing. I don't want to get get caught in a rut when there's yeah. so much other stuff we could be doing. So,
3: but I, I do enjoy the you, the listener participation aspect. Yes,
1: and we will continue that. It's just we may we may start involving physical challenges
3: <laughs> and slime, but, like yeah, uh, on double dare. Physical
1: challenge And then Bark we will summers. do
3: Family versus Like family over there <laughs> can, can we uh, Gag somebody in. Yeah yeah.
1: Alright Well coming up in theaters Coming up Coming out in theaters tonight Is uh, The highly anticipated Will Ferrell Bio epic Stranger than fiction Starring Also starring Emma Thompson and Dustin Hoffman And Tony Hale Tony Hale And, and full cast yeah. That's what it says right
2: here He has a full cast on <laughs>
1: It, I'd tell you there's a lot of twists and turns in this
3: movie <laughs> yeah, I, see, I, Spoiler alert I, I don't I don't know how um, How much I'm really looking forward to it to be honest What? You well, don't
2: look forward to good movies? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well he looks forward to like scary movies and
3: Stick it Yeah Things like stick it I, I was I went to the midnight showing of stick it <laughs> in the dollar theater <laughs> Yeah <laughs> At my house right. AD. Well, I, um, I don't
1: even need to recap the plot Everybody knows about Harold Crick uh, also coming out is The Return, starring Sarah Michelle Geller. Isn't that a scary movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's all she can do anymore. Yeah, pretty much. It does look really scary, though. You see?
0: And again. He's excited about <laughs>
1: that, but he's not excited about Will Ferrell. Okay, also coming out, A Good Year, directed by Ridley Scott, starring Russell Crowe and British people. <laughs> it's... Uh, you know, yeah. It's just it, the it, most predictable plot line yeah, ever. It,
3: it's a movie you know you should want to go see and watch, but it's like homework. It's a date movie, <sighs> folks. You know? It's a date movie.
1: So, Saturday afternoon matinee with, with the other, significant other. Yeah. Feel good about yourself. <laughs> Happy.
3: There you go. <laughs> yeah, he yeah he's awesome. uh, the guy in the prestige.
1: But, but you know, he's awesome, but then Freddy Rodriguez is in it.
3: Well, this movie looks like... And looks Eva Longorio. It's like uh, a guy, some marine that comes back from war who just becomes like a tough guy.
1: No, I want to apologize to Freddie Rodriguez. I actually don't know who he is. I was thinking Freddie Prince Jr.
3: <laughs> 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 Freddie Rodriguez, you're okay on our books. Right? Yeah, okay. Whoever you are. <laughs> but not Freddie, Freddie Prince, Prince Jr. Jr. It's because of Sarah Michelle Geller. Aren't they married or something? I think
1: they we're just in a teen flick together. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway.
3: But let's let's start that rumor. Okay <laughs> They're an item Scoop
1: <laughs> <laughs> Album's coming out on Tuesday uh, We have Bad Astronaut The album's called 12 Small Steps One Giant Disappointment <laughs> So their album's gonna be One Giant Disappointment
2: I'm thinking that's what they're implying Wow
1: uh, Plus 44
3: uh, The album's called When Your Heart Stops Beating This is gonna be a guilty pleasure album Really? It's two of the guys from Blink I don't know. I, I heard some of the songs. I what's like what's their obsession with numbers? Yeah. That's what I, that's what I'm curious about because the, it's probably the worst band name ever. Plus forty four. It sounds like a junior high garage like band. Plus one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you'll notice by the trail of the dead. Is that yeah? Okay.
1: The list just says trail of dead. <laughs> it's a riff off. It's, it's, it's a, a cover. It's, a, band. it's a tribute yeah. band. <laughs> a string tribute. Um, and Damien Rice With Nine I love Damien Rice That is
3: highly Highly anticipated mm, yeah. Probably one of time. the most Of the last several months
1: Yeah And Tenacious D With The Pick of Destiny um, And also Michelle Toombs With Michelle Toombs So Alright well that'll do it For your entertainment releases Up next Slices
2: so
1: You're listening to Jenny Lewis with the Watson Twins. The song is called Rise Up With Fists. It is the featured video right now over at Relevant TV. And actually, I would highly suggest watching it. It has some very interesting things that she says with the lyrics. Not so much with, with the chord progressions. Yeah. <laughs> with the lyrics. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard My Chemical Romance. The song is called Welcome to the Black Parade a uh, highly requested video from the watchers over at Relevant TV, so we added it this
3: week. Yeah, it's another guilty pleasure. I mean... You have a lot of guilt in your life. I do, <laughs> especially when it comes to pop punk music. Dude, just live and
2: let live, man. I'm not That's judging it. you. I think they're actually on the soundtrack to Stick It,
3: like a McCoy romance. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> no, Avail- available at Hot Topic around the country.
2: It comes with a free studded belt. <laughs> we actually have two... two
1: Bands on relevant TV this week that you could probably find at Hot Topic. Yeah, we do. It's probably forty percent. You know, we add five new videos a week, so forty percent of the songs this week are Hot Topic bands, and um, that is way too high of a percentage. So but it'll go. It'll it's go back down to zero by like
3: Joanna Newsome who's a harp player. Yeah, well, it'll go back down to zero soon though, so don't worry about it. What? If, what I'm if sorry, Joanna...
2: did you just say? Harp player? <laughs> yeah she's <laughs> okay. awesome the song yeah, is awesome no, I'm sure it is you'll it's just it. her and a
1: harp you'll hear it later in the podcast no yeah. it's not
2: there's other it's not just maybe her I was just so mesmerized, uh, by, mesmerized by, the <laughs> by the
1: harp <laughs>
0: like a siren mm-hmm.
2: what would be awesome is if she had a harp seal as you her.
1: predicted my chemical romance is number two I knew it I knew uh, because well, say, that's what the kids like you gotta give the kids what they want the yeah. so. kids like their studded belts. <laughs> hey uh uh, Manila, Seal and Loft, is, is number eight. I, I would, It's a song I love, but yeah. I didn't think anybody else would. It, so. That that requires a certain
3: palette, you know, musical yeah.
1: palette. Well, the people who are voting for My Chemical Romance are not voting for Seal and Loft. <laughs> yeah, very true. It's a song you're going to hear, you know, coming up in, after one of the breaks, so stay tuned. You'll know what we're talking about. All right, well, now with Slices, here's... Adam Smith? No, Kara Davis. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, Psych! Oh.
2: I, was, I was all ready.
0: <laughs>
2: he like jumped to the
0: mic. Well, I didn't think this happened anymore, but apparently it does. A woman was handling a snake in church and was bit and died four hours later in Kentucky.
2: What part of Kentucky?
0: The church was East London Holiness Church.
2: Oh, yeah. That's London, Kentucky. Oh, Okay. It's over
3: near Lexington.
0: I was like, "Why do they name the church after London?" Sort of, Man,
3: yeah, that's, it's a sister city. That is a yeah. downer. I I had no idea that that that. Still, I, I know it's a. I th- I think it I read illegal. that story, and it's illegal, right?
0: Yeah, you can. It's, snake handling is a misdemeanor and punishable yeah. by a fifty dollar to hundred dollar fine, but that's or nothing being compared bitten to by death. By a snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: punishable <laughs> by being bitten by a snake. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> haven't you suffered enough? Yeah.
1: There was tragedy. Speaking of reptiles, oh, there's tragedy here uh, in Orlando this week where Gatorland, which we all went is. to, and and you can see photos of on our podcast yep. stuff page because they're still up. But Gatorland burned. Yeah, and a couple uh, crocs died. One. It was a dwarf croc. Oh, a dwarf I it was croc two. and two pythons. Oh, died. it was the snakes Ooh. that I was thinking of. Yeah, but the uh, the big entrance with the head is all black, and and the whole front building is gone. But, but most of the thousands of animals or croc- or alligators are okay. So I D- think
3: a main reason they survived is because it was a fire and they live in water.
0: <laughs> They're like da, 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 boo boo. I, I I'm
3: no zoologist, but <laughs> yeah.
0: I wasn't I too have worried to think
3: about that's the gators. The safest place to be is <laughs> <You're right. laughs> the swamp out back. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a lot of trouble if they figure out how to set water on fire. <laughs> we got more more to worry about than gators. I've done that. I've set water on fire. I, I, when I was
1: a kid, I was a pyro, and uh, one of the things that I did was in a, we had a swampy wood that surrounded our house, and I decided I was going to learn how to make bombs, like special effects explosions, <laughs> and so I took uh, empty soda cans and filled them with gasoline and buried them just under the surface of the dirt and um, took a towel, which I had so- uh, soaked in gasoline. And uh, put it in the hole To be Kid, the fuse Kids are you following this Step <laughs> by step Write this down And uh, and so I buried it And uh, went and lit My little fuse And you know ran and, Well the explosion Didn't just explode dirt Like <laughs> it does in the movies <laughs> <laughs> It was actually Liquid fire That <laughs> sprayed All over the woods It's uh, shards of, and, Aluminum um, And so you know Like I said It was a swamp And so the gasoline fire Landed on the water And started burning All the water And and I started drifting down, and the current well, fire was drifting down Sweet. in the woods. And um, I ran. That so,
2: is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. When <laughs> I, <laughs> frankly, we moved soon after that. Yeah. <laughs> we were forced to go.
1: <laughs> well, I started throwing dirt at it. And and because it was gas and a lot of the stuff was wet, you know, the trees, trunks, and stuff were wet, it, it did go out as soon as the gas burned yeah. up. But uh, for some reason, the, the fire on the water itself stayed for a good five minutes, and I was having to throw dirt on it, and it was, it was terrifying.
3: I, when I was a, I, I had the same fascination, as a, I'm sure a lot of young boys do with fire. Or grown men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or 23-year-old. Uh, but anyway, uh, we, I had read on the internet with a buddy that, you know, you could make napalm, quote-unquote, if you melt styrofoam in gas. It'll, like, eat it up. And it it creates this like glue, you know, and so we we put it on the like the end of a stick, and it was really cool or whatever. But we had like a lot of it left over, and we're like, oh well, just better go dump it in the yard. And so we dumped it out. But I was like, you know, there's a little little kid next door. I don't want them coming over and playing in this. In I was a like, palm, yeah. I was <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the dog to eat the napalm. (laughs) And so so I was like, dude, we better just burn this out. You know, that's one way to get rid of it. And so we threw a match on it. (laughs) (laughs) And the guy who threw the match on it was a buddy of mine. And, you know, it's in the summer, so we're in shorts. And he throws it, and the flames starts, like, jumping everywhere. And it's going all over, like, parts of the yard. So he starts, like, jumping on top of it, trying to put it out Mm. with his feet. Oh, god! And it takes forever to go out. And he gets on the bottom of his shoes, and he's freaking out. So eventually, it goes out. And I'm like, dude, you got black stuff all over your legs. (laughs) And uh, he, like, he he started brushing off his legs. It singed all the hair. Off his legs. He's wearing shorts. (laughs) He wore jeans for the next two weeks so he didn't want his mom to know what happened.
0: When
1: I was, when I was eight, we had a house that had a little shed out in the back where we kept the garden tools or whatever. And, and, and for whatever reason, uh, we had, we had a lot of pine trees. And so when we would rake, we would just rake all the pine needles into a huge pile. And so next to the shed was a probably four foot tall pile of pine needles. And I, you know, I had a magnifying glass. And so I wanted to see if I could catch the pine needle, a pine needle on fire. So I'm back there and sure enough, you know, I get a little flame going, and I couldn't get it out. And all of a sudden, this four-foot-high, probably eight-feet-wide <laughs> pile of pineal starts to go up. Well, I run in the house, and my mom's on the phone, and I'm like, uh, Mom, 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 and she's like... Be quiet, I'm on the phone You know, whatever She's like, you know, just tell me shut up And I'm like Aah! And so I like run back outside And I'm trying to like put it out with putting dirt on it and water My neighbor sees smoke billowing from our backyard Runs across the street with a shovel We're like trying to put it out After about five or six minutes We, we got it all out It was a huge blaze wow. And I am singed I'm black I'm just filthy, covered in soot And I go back in the house And my mom you know, hangs up the phone and what happened freaks out and I'm like, Well nothing now. Now it's out. You know, now I get your attention. I almost died, you know, I was all upset. And this is right after my rabbit had been skinned, by the way. Oh, in a similar oh, area.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but is there and a traumatic the month for me? Fire. No, different, so, house, different I mean, very house. Very um, traumatic time in your life. You now, know?
2: have you ever done this? This is kind of fun. If you make it uh, a substance that's two parts rubbing alcohol to one part water. You can dip your Sounds hand in delicious. it. Sounds it's, delicious. <laughs> it's fantastic, it's especially with grenadine. grenadine. Um, but no, you can dip your hand on in it and set your hand on fire. What? It will burn, but it won't actually burn you because yeah, the that. water actually keeps it from Whoa. burning you. Now, it will get really intensely hot after about five seconds. Well, flame, I would shake think, would it out. do that. Yes, but yeah. in the meantime, you look like a Street Fighter character. Yeah. And it's the coolest thing in the world. You stand there with your hands ablaze. don't can you know,
3: and tiger uppercut. Co- then you have blisters for about three weeks after that.
2: Yeah, I I actually have to have wrap it in bubble wrap like Michael Scott. <laughs> this yeah. I've taken it too far a time or two and burned myself, but it's uh, it's fun. Do it in some place with the lights off.
3: Yeah, you in college in college we while chewing incidences.
0: certs. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, winter green candy. and
2: opening band aids. <laughs> What's that when you when you rip a band aid open the wrapper uh, uh, uh-huh. glows. Well, this one doesn't
3: have to do with reptiles or fire, but it is. Well, who cares then? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, next, moving on. More along. like Bora, Yeah. <laughs> Pass. Okay. Well, a lot of people in uh, a lot of Christians in England are upset because the postal service over there has just released the new Christmas stamps, and they decided not to go with anything with the nativity, star of Bethlehem, three wise men, or Jesus, but decided to go with snow deer, reindeer, and Santa Claus. And so, the Church of England I mean, even... Having flashbacks. Yeah. It, yeah, even the Church of England uh, even made a statement about how they weren't very pleased with it.
0: Happy holidays.
3: I saw I saw a commercial this week that
1: actually was, goes in line with this where, um, you know, like the big Christmas th- thing that Christmas roll up in arms about oh, yeah. last year? You know, I didn't have a problem with it personally because, you know, Walmart having a sign up that says happy holidays is, to me, saying, hey... Our Jewish customers Muslim mm-hmm. customers And Christian customers And non-religious customers Everybody have a happy holiday right. Whatever you're celebrating That's fine I, they're, mm-hmm. they're a non-religious entity I had no problem with that yeah. And they're talking about Christmas And Christmas Eve And New Year's Eve is Holidays All- Yeah Yeah. Hol- holidays Holidays Happy holidays everybody right. I get that I'm fine with that No problem I saw a Best Buy commercial this week it was, You know as a couple And he had a Best Buy gift And he was giving it to her Hands her the gift And says Happy holidays! As he hands her the gift, that makes no sense to yeah. me. Yeah, that's because
3: ridiculous. you he, you figure he would know what her religious affiliation is.
1: Would <laughs> you have been <laughs> well, celebrating multiple holidays when you give a person a Christmas
3: gift? <laughs> would you? did it, so it didn't in it, front
0: of a Christmas tree and yeah, roaring fire.
3: Yeah, well, it didn't offend you as a Christian. It offended you as like a logical viewer. It like, did not at, make sense. Yes. Least, yes. It's right.
2: like at least say Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, say something. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. If you want to say birthday. some other, if I'm yeah.
1: Jewish, if I'm Jewish and I'm watching this, and he says Merry Christmas, here's a Christmas gift. I'm fine with that because those two people are celebrating Christmas and they bought the gift at Best yeah. Buy. Mm-hmm. I'm not offended by that, but it's just stupid that he would hand her a gift and say Happy Holidays. Yeah, it's stupid. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that's my rant for today. Well, speaking of stupidity, um,
2: had a couple fun little so this uh, isn't about lighting your hands on fire <laughs> no that's actually cool okay that's stupid had a couple fun little incidents on election day on Tuesday in my great home state of Kentucky uh, Are a poll worker snakes? a poll worker was arrested uh, for assault. In the midst of this election, this guy said he uh, he didn't want to vote in a judicial election that was on the ballot because he didn't know enough about the candidates. Poll worker insisted he had to, and then throttled him by the neck. Wow! Threw him out of the polling place. The guy tried to come back in. The worker threw him out again, and uh, it doesn't end there. In Allentown, Pennsylvania, uh, a man who evidently believed that the Republicans were conspiring to steal the election, uh, came into the polling site, and they had one of those touchscreen voting machines, and he used a metal cat paperweight to bash the screen out. <laughs> That'll show them. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we'll smash a machine. I'm, I'm trying to read something into the cat, but... <laughs> i don't know
3: i I read about a gubernatorial candidate who went in you know it's a big deal when they walk in to vote you know and all the cameras Mm -hmm. are there and they're like oh they're voting well the guy forgot his voter registration (laughs) card and the (laughs) and the the poll the manager of the poll site was you know she's doing her job but was really strict and said you can't vote you know like you have to have it It doesn't matter who you are that's pretty awesome and so he's like, well, I'll call and get the number off. She's like, you can do that, but I'm still not going to let you vote. Good for her. Yeah, and he, he later commended the, the security, but it was a little embarrassing. Hey, rules are rules. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. One
2: of the rules is no smashing the machine with paperweights.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I heard on the radio that the average poll worker age is 72. That yeah. doesn't
2: surprise me. It surprises me that it's that low.
0: but I'm surprised that they're able to throttle someone by the neck
3: yeah well a little some poll numbers in case um, people haven't seen there's a there's a couple kind of hot button issues that I know a lot of Christians have been following the the South Dakota ban very strict ban on abortion did not pass Um, but also um, it was a total of seven states I believe passed bans on, on gay marriage but it it uh, the ban was rejected in Arizona and, and, and Arizona passed an interesting law too that made English the official language of the state huh
2: that's interesting
1: yeah and they rejected did you see that they rejected the um, the bill that would randomly award one million dollars to <laughs> somebody who voted thank god they <laughs> if you vote you're entered to win a million dollars no way and it got rejected
2: But well wait a second if you vote On that bill, even if you vote no, are you still answered? (laughs) (laughs) Must Um, be present to win. (laughs)
1: Yeah. That will do it for slices. Up next versus. So I
0: started to dance. So I started to dance. You're
3: listening to Seal and left, It's called Manila. I, I, I want to tell the listeners that uh, you know I, I saw a lot of emails that said that I'm arrogant and that they <laughs> want to bring me down and hurt me. Um, well, but, it's true. It Taste
0: of your own. Business? It's swagger,
3: people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, see, what what I'm you know I play a psychological game, you know, and I like to think that going into the quiz, I've already won. If you're talking trash back, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I, I dismantle yeah, people psychologically. It shows that he's
2: in your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: The contestant that we called right, you know, about an hour ago is named Corey Brasher. He's from Indiana. And um, I will go ahead and play his part now. So here is Corey Brasher, round one of verses. So we got we got 90 seconds. There's 10 questions. You've heard the game. So here we go. Question number one. What cartoon characters stand three apples high?
2: Stands three apples high.
1: Yeah. Not a clue. Okay. What's BMI to Die Hard Fitness Freaks? BMI. BMI. Body Mass Index. Sell Guillotine.
4: G U I L L O T E N E.
1: What rap duo entitled their debut recording, Southern Playlisted Cadillac Music? Don't know. How many gallons of water does the average U.S. resident use in one day? 10, 50, or 100? 50. What NBA superstar bragged before taking his first title in 2000 that he'd, quote, won at every level except for college and the pros? Jordan. In the elections this week, how many seats did Democrats need to take from Republicans to gain control of the House of Representatives? 41. What Sega Genesis video game is seen played in the 1996 movie Swingers?
4: Oh, NHL hockey.
1: Who wrote the monkeys? I'm a Believer? Not them. (laughs) Is that your answer? Yeah. Okay. The gift of the Holy Spirit that was given in Acts chapter 2 was spoken by which prophet of the Old Testament?
3: Uh,
2: Daniel. Okay. All right, that's it. That's ten questions. So I think you got two correct. Right. Well, you got the the Sega Genesis from Swingers, and that's really impressive. That's, I have to tell you, that's, that's incredibly, the incredibly one. That, impressive. That, well, thank that, you.
1: And Body Mass Index, you got that one too. So cool. But don't worry, I don't think Jesse's going to do very well yeah, either. It's,
2: it, I think you you <laughs> may you stand a now, chance. But <laughs> so Corey didn't do so hot. Uh, you know. There were tough questions. Yeah, it's a little to tougher they're, this they're, week. They're a little bit more difficult.
1: All right, now let's bring Jesse back in. He has not heard the questions. He's not been prepared in any way. Jesse, uh, Corey got two questions correct. Mm, so you got to get three or more mm-hmm. to keep keep the record alive.
2: Now he has no previous knowledge of these questions. Before. Zero. None.
3: Uh, They've I been got, hermetically sealed. I got to tell you, I've been doing the, head. I've been doing this podcast for over a year now. It's time for a change Well, I'm a little nervous I haven't been nervous uh,
0: I was nervous
3: Up to this point, you know Well, it's it's the fear of the unknown It really is Let me just put
1: put your mind at ease That these are not like These are not questions that Adam would do If Adam was doing questions These are questions (laughs) that I know the answer to So they're not going to be that difficult Okay Okay Okay. So, without any further ado Here's Jesse Carey taking on Corey Brasher in verses. Question one what cartoon characters stand three apples high? Chipmunks. What's BMI to die-hard fitness
3: freaks? BMI beats per minute. No, BMI. Uh, pass. Spell guillotine. <laughs> pass. <laughs> you ain't gonna try. I know.
1: Just I got ninety seconds. What rap duo entitled their debut recording "Southern Playlist at Cadillac Music"? Outcast. How many gallons of water does the average U.S. resident use in one day, 10, 50, or 100? 50. What NBA superstar bragged, before taking his first title in 2000, that he'd won at every level except college and the pros? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Pass. In the elections this week, how many seats did Democrats need to take from Republicans to gain control of the House of Representatives? 31. What Sega Genesis video game is seen played in the 1996 movie Swingers? Street Fighter. Who wrote the monkeys I'm a Believer? Uh, Neil Diamond. The gift of the Holy Spirit that was given in Acts chapter 2 was spoken by which prophet of the Old Testament? Uh, Elijah. All right. That's it. You got two Ooh, correct my gosh. What? Are two. we looking at
2: a lightning round? We're looking at a
1: lightning round. That was
2: a lot of tough
1: talk, man. Let me and let me come back and give you the answers. Alright. Cartoon characters that stand three apples high,
3: the smurfs.
1: B M I in the fitness context is
3: body mass index. I knew that from ORU.
1: I know. That's how I know that one. I froze, man. All right. Guillotine is spelled G U I L L O T I N E. Glad I didn't attempt. <laughs> Uh, you got Outcast correct. <laughs> the number of gallons the U.S. resident uses in a day, on average, 100. Really? Yep. The NBA superstar that bragged before taking his first title in 2000 that he'd won at every level except for College and the Pros, Shaquille O'Neal. I was going to say that. Dang
3: it. I should have just guessed. But you didn't.
1: The seats that Republican, or Democrats needed to take control of the house was 18. The Sega Genesis video game seen in Swingers was NHL hockey. I was going to say, say NBA mm-hmm. Jam. You don't remember the blood? No. Uh, is when the the guy came to bring the delivery. See, the, is the, he brown? The the shack is he clean? The shack question. Hold on, we're not done. You got the monkeys correct. Neil Diamond wrote it, and the prophet from the Old Testament from Acts chapter two is Joel. Something else you should have learned. Oh, know. Joel two twenty
3: eight. <laughs> yeah, it's it's from the verse Joel two twenty eight, right? So, right? So you got you should have gotten two that you that you missed. Yeah. You should have gotten two, but I didn't. To be fair to Corey.
1: Now, wow. you now know we what, have to call here's how Corey back. Here we're going to do it. We have to call Corey back, and the lightning round will consist of three questions as, as selected by Adam Smith. Mm. Oh, wow.
3: Adam Smith will come he up with the lightning on. round questions. I just wish I would have said Shaq, because I was thinking, I don't know why I passed. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of clues in there. Well, I'm, I'm embarrassed by my performance, <laughs> but this game isn't over.
1: Yeah, that's true. We got a lightning round. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So, so Jesse, you, you need to leave the room. And we will call Corey back, and the lightning round begins now. Hello? Corey, hey, it's Cameron from Relevant. Hey, hey, how's it going, buddy?
2: Good, how are you? I'm good. All right, so you made the lightning round.
0: <laughs> yes. All
2: right, these uh, these are not going to be a cakewalk, so I, I want to go ahead and warn you. Uh, okay. You're in for some rough stuff here, but head down, power through. I think you can do it. In the uh, new Motley Crew movie, There's an adaptation of their book, The Dirt. What actor has just been commissioned to play the role of Ozzy Osbourne? I don't know. In Hebrews 11, the author makes reference to a prophet who is sawed in half. Apocryphal sources tell us that this fate befell which Old Testament prophet? Enoch. Number three, Panthro and Monkeyan were characters on what 1980s cartoon show? Thundercats. Ho! Oh! All right.
1: Okay, so let's get Jesse back in here. how he, do he do? Uh, Corey got one out of three. One for three. One but out of three.
2: I have to say that's, that's probably par for the course.
1: Yeah. Well, well I'm, I'm honestly afraid we're going to come up with another, another tie. Yeah. And uh, then we'll have to go into the bonus lightning round.
3: Well, here's the thing. Um, probably anyone who's been watching ESPN the last couple of days saw the Orlando Magic game. Uh, against the Supersonics, three seconds left. Orlando is down by how many points? One. One point. Do they do they hit? Do they get uh, you know fouled and hit one free throw? No. no. Hito Turkalew drops back, hits a buzzer buzzer beater from the corner. From the corner. Foot on
1: the three point line. Yeah.
3: He, he, I mean, the falling guy, out of bounds. He fell into the he, first row. Yeah. Wow. The guy's got his back against the wall, literally, and I can relate. It's you true. know, Tejido, and so thankfully I saw that game, and I am inspired by it. It's At true. this
2: right now, you are down by a
3: point. I am down You're by, down a, by point, a point, and I gotta say my back's against the wall, just like Turkaloo. It, it is. I'm about to fall out of bounds. Hit that! Watch out, really rich guy on the first row. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: so uh, without further ado, here is Jesse Carey's lightning round, and go. Okay, Jesse. In the new Motley Crue adaptation of their book, The Dirt, the movie adaptation, what actor has just been signed on to play Ozzy Osbourne? Johnny Depp. Number two. In Hebrews 11, the author makes reference to a prophet who is sawed in half. Apocryphal sources tell us that this fate befell which Old Testament prophet? Elisha. Number three. Panthro and Monkeyan. Were characters on what 1980s cartoon show? The Flintstones. Unbelievable!
3: Wow, we have a
2: winner. We have a winner. I am humbled.
3: (laughs) I talked some smack, and it came back to get me. Corey Brasher wins three weeks worth of
2: prize packs. (laughs) Wow!
3: Wow. And the David Crowder book. Way to go, Corey! All right. So, what were the
2: what were the correct answers? Okay. Number one uh, in the Motley Crue movie, Ozzy Osbourne, the role will be played by Christopher Walken. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Um, in Hebrews 11, the prophet that we were told by apocryphal sources was sawed in half was Isaiah. And uh, Panthro and and were characters on the Thundercats.
3: <laughs> I, I'll give it to Corey, um, you know, and it, because like I said, I talked some smack and I was—I I thought I beat him psychologically beforehand, but he's <laughs> tough. This guy is tough.
1: Well, he psyched himself up. See, the thing was is um, in between the first round and the second round, he, he really thought through some of his missteps in the first round, and he was ready to go for the yeah. second round.
2: Yeah. I, I think in the spirit of uh, the midterm elections, you need to make a concession
3: speech here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, I concede my, my place as the culture vulture that I thought that I was <laughs> to Corey. <laughs> And, uh hey, man. You Dude, know, you I gotta- need to make you a shirt that says Culture Vulture. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got a future, man. I don't really know in what, but in trivia. My opponent led a spirited and hard-fought campaign. Yeah, I... You know, I, I feel like I let the team down.
1: Really? Yeah, you did. Because yeah. now we have to pay this into these prize packs. So yeah, beca- this
3: reflects <laughs> upon us
1: okay. because what you harmed the business, you <laughs> harm yeah, relevant. Salary. Yeah,
3: <laughs> that's
2: it. <laughs> 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 Whoever lost has to pay out of their salary. Yeah. Right. Uh, if uh, from now on the prize pack will be a week of the loser's salary. This
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> cash
1: that should
2: kick things up a notch. Just an envelope
3: of
1: cash. <laughs> Oh uh, man. Um, and Corey Brasher actually at, after his segment was finished he um treated us to a little uh little Neil Diamond. Wow. Uh, he oh. said he said his dad had the old 45 of uh right right hard light hard light hard light. And he said on the back of it was a song called Shiloh. And he said, "Well, here I I have some curious lyrics." That and I thought he would Read them to us Yeah He Um, decided to sing them He sang them So here (laughs) is No
2: musical accompaniment He wins
0: just for that
1: (laughs) Here is Corey Brasher Singing the The kind of weird lyrics From Shiloh
0: Shiloh when I was young I
4: used to call your name When no one else would come Shiloh you always came And we'd play (laughs) That is
0: creepy
1: (laughs) You will have to research that one And find out what those lyrics mean Oh my gosh
3: Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, it is
3: a weird song. What what, what yeah. question did Corey get right? Thundercats. Thundercats. Wow. <laughs> you just meowed.
0: And yeah.
2: not not only he did hurt. he get it right, he said it with absolute conviction. With authority. <laughs> Immediately he Thundercats! knew Thundercats. <laughs> yeah. He even said Thundercats ho. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well that'll
3: do it for verses. Congratulations, Corey. <laughs> Way you, to go, pal.
2: Maybe
1: we should just end it on this week's. No. No. A no, couple more
3: I it's just yeah. picking up steam. No yeah. Couple more Yeah, people yeah. It, excited, But you know this.
1: Yeah they're getting excited But you leave, them, leave
2: them wanting more Yeah I say, I say a couple more Couple yeah, more Yeah a couple more
1: Kind of like Lost You know a couple nights ago Lost just cliffhanger Until mm-hmm. February Maybe yeah. we'll do that with verses. Huge cliffhanger We don't even tell who won Ooh. The yeah. last one We just leave <laughs> well, it till February and,
2: <laughs> and we have to create Some kind of cliffhanger In the podcast too
3: Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun
2: like, Jesse, what's that in your hand? <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: What, what yeah, is that would, yeah. I distinctly hear a spelunk, a blurp, and they
3: <laughs> what is that? Yeah. And ca- and tires peeling out. <laughs> what happened? And then there's no podcast till yeah, February. Til February.
2: <laughs> that would leave them wanting. Hey, I would
1: be
3: so much more productive if there was no podcast. That'd oh, oh, okay, be great. Gosh. Let's can can we just not explain like what happened? Like yeah. what all the noises uh-huh. were? When we come back from the yeah. cliffhanger hey, in how's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, how's it
2: going? Hey, how's it
1: going?
3: Jesse's no longer here. Yeah, but. we have
2: a totally new guy
3: like named Ike or something. We <laughs> <You> introduced Ike. <laughs> <laughs> and he's real weird. <laughs> like he you. has like a Russian accent.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, that'll do it for verses. of next, interview with author and pastor Mark Estes. You're listening to Thursday. The song is called At This Velocity. A little trivia. This week on Relevant TV, we added two videos that are based in planes. So a little theme this week called Mm. Air Travel on Relevant TV. Anyway, so Thursday. Earlier this week, we were able to talk to author and pastor Mark Estes. He has a new book that just released on Relevant Books called What Now? Making Sense of Who You Are and Where You're Going.
0: Mark's book is great for people, especially in college age and in their 20s, are trying to make sense of their gifts and callings and, like, their purpose in life, and uh, so we we talked to Mark about, you know, some of the practical ways to pursue that.
1: So here is an excerpt of that interview.
4: Well, you know, purpose is one of those things that's probably the most talked about these days but the least understood, you know. Statistics show that I think over 90% of all people today can't identify the reason why they exist, and... Hmm. You know, everybody's on that pursuit trying to find out why they exist and why are they here sucking air on planet Earth, but the reality is they haven't been able to identify it. And I think that, you know, purpose isn't something that you just can identify as this one big idea and work your whole life towards, although there is a big idea for your life. It's, you know, life is a process. You know, life is a a series or a sequence of chapters that fold and unfold and, doors that open and doors that close and things that happen and so it's at you know the best of your ability I think for any person is to to go back and to ask some questions first of all what does the bible say about why I'm here mm-hmm. and to look at the reason for my existence you know that I'm chosen by god and that there's a purpose for my life and that I'm special and I'm unique and that in the context of that that to be able to define, you know, how am I special and unique? You know, how did God handcraft me different than anyone else? And I think that it's in that piece as, you know, on the backdrop of understanding that God created me for a purpose, it's understanding that there's a uniqueness to me and beginning to unfold those pieces and to begin to dissect those and say, okay, this is how God made me and this is the passions that I have or this is the spiritual gifts that I have or the personal makeup that God's given me and maybe there's a reason why I've had these life experiences or why I'm good at certain things and I think... That if we can begin to dissect and then define what those areas are and kind of throw them out on the canvas, you know, the different colors, the way God's painted our life, we can begin to at least understand a little bit more about why we're here and why we enjoy doing certain things and why we're good at certain things. And I think that in that uniqueness or that special makeup is God's DNA or his purpose for your life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my my encouragement to people in trying to find out why they're here is just, you know, start with the Bible and find out what God says about you, and why you're here, and understanding that you're chosen and that you're not an accident, that you are special and unique, that you do have a purpose, and then the second layer is just to go back and to define maybe how God made you individually and how that just might align up to things around you and what you should be doing with your life.
1: You know, this this issue of purpose is such an important one. I mean, who hasn't, you know, had that moment where you just say, God, why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there, you know? If you want to find out more about Mark's message and about the book, you can go to the book's website. It's called whatnowbook.com. There's actually an online assessment there that'll kind of walk you through some steps of uh, discovering your purpose. It's something that the book gets into. You can read a sample chapter of the book there. You know, this isn't an infomercial, but it is a powerful book. Um, I can't emphasize that enough. It is a book that literally everybody should read, no matter what stage in life you're at. God's got something in store for you. And, um, you know, if you can grab hold of that, it'll change everything. So many thanks to Pastor Mark Estes. Uh, He's pastoring up at City Bible Church in Portland, Oregon, if I didn't mention that. You can get the book, What Now, um, at whatnowbook.com or amazon.com. Or you can uh, head over to relevantstore.com and uh, check it out there. So thank you to Mark for being with us today. And up next is your feedback. And I- You're listening to Joanna Newsom. The song is Sprout in the Bean. Um, My wife just sent me an email. that says, uh, podcast, I'm listening to it now. You need to tell Jesse that your wife really liked the first Santa Claus. I'm going to rent the second one and look forward to seeing the third. Of course, I'm fine if you want to disown me for this. (laughs) Uh, the the Mister Too
3: Cool for Tim Allen hater can shut it. That's how she ends it. Well, it was considering we got about twenty five emails that said the same thing. Maybe, maybe I should not bash Tim Allen anymore. That's what I am saying.
2: The kids That's these so days silly. they love they love their Tim Allen.
3: Well, yeah. we grew, you know, they grew up on Tim Allen that
1: generation. Oh.
2: I have to say immediately, I I feel foolish for not standing up for him for going along with the crowd. Giving into peer pressure. Sending up for ten, uh, Tim Allen <laughs> yeah for giving into peer pressure. Like I
1: did.
3: What, what would you what would you think? I, I,
2: I kind of enjoy I kind enjoy.
1: I was napping.
3: Tonight.
1: Here's the thing. I I don't like Tim Allen, but I'm not going to rake them in over the coals
3: for doing d- the Santa Claus I d- movie. D- I think it's happy family fun. <laughs> I I I'm just saying they're not good movies in my opinion. But and that I'm not I don't I'm not saying anything about the character you don't of Tim to, Allen.
1: You don't have to discredit the man and the career decisions he's made. Because he makes family films.
3: Wait, what did I say about uh, the character uh, of Tim t- Allen? You okay, said in, he's an idiot. In Jesse's I defense. didn't say yeah, he's an did. idiot. Let's play
1: it back. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Go to the tapes. All right, so entertainment releases coming out in theaters tonight, November 3rd. We have The Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause.
3: Finally, with two of the most washed up actors in Hollywood, Tim <laughs>
1: Allen and Mark Oh, so Short. he's washed up. Um, hey, oh, I my mean, God. You know, more than ten million dollars to this movie.
3: That doesn't that doesn't make the fact that he is incredibly lame any different. However, <laughs> how, how that wasn't calling him an idiot. That was said that, that he's lame as an entertainer. Tim Allen is lame. And uh, washed up. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea if people were so defensive about Tim Allen. <laughs>
0: know, Tim you know, Allen on is on.
1: A, an American hero. No, seriously, <laughs> though, I don't think it's Tim Allen. I think that there's an underlying issue that people who were writing in were writing in about. They were saying, how come you guys attack this person, but then later in the same podcast when we talked about Ted Haggard, uh, you guys were all respectful. Like, don't don't attack him. And obviously, it's two incredibly different yeah, things. They, they, that's totally different. However, thing.
3: however I, I wasn't going after Tim Allen for a moral failing. I
2: can agree. Um, there is no moral equivalent of between making poking fun at someone for a career choice um, or a like a little foible like that and... Showing sympathy for someone who has something that's tearing their entire family apart.
3: Yeah. No,
1: of course, you know. But, but, but people I, pointed out there seemed to be a discrepancy or a yeah, double standard I can, in I,
2: how we. I can still see the point that you know maybe we should be a, a bit gentler. With how we handle things. I think it was brought up because just the the vast gulf of how we treated one issue and treated the other issue. Right. The had it,
0: juxtaposition Right,
2: the juxtaposition. Had that juxtaposition not been there, we probably wouldn't have heard a thing.
1: Yeah. Some people actually wrote in and were upset that we would call a clean movie lame and here we were now, quote unquote endorsing
2: a movie that we all
1: know Okay, I, I, I don't where, think we ever
3: gave it a, yeah, like an endorsement. No, this
0: is
2: where I have to take a stand. Like uh, I have a real problem with celebrating mediocrity simply because it's clean. I've I really have a problem with that. You know, like. But uh, we don't have the, to diss it. We don't have to diss it either. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I think that if, we can just ignore it. I I think we would diss a to. Yeah, I think we would diss a, a movie that was uh, that was full of profanity if it was made with mediocrity. Here, here, here's the thing. It, there's two ways to
1: enact change. You can talk about what's wrong, or you can talk about what's right, okay? And I think, like, even in the church, now we're, how did the heck did Tim Allen and me get serious? There's there's a lot of things wrong with American church, and I think, you know, the c- kind of cynical nature of that we, our generation has is very aware of those things, and we could talk about those things. Every time somebody, you know, well-known, you know, pastor or whatever came up, we could we could talk about how lame they are. We could. It legitimately, for the same reason why that movie's lame. Or we could just completely, like, disregard it because we don't need to necessarily feed the critical spirit that we all have. And we could talk about the people who are doing it right. We could emphasize the things that things are going well. In this scenario, and how we relate that to movies, would be that we don't even really even acknowledge the Santa Claus three. We would actually more talk about the movies that we're excited about, rather
3: than taking the time to put down the movies that we okay. think well, are well, mediocre. Point, point yeah. Okay. yeah, I understand it in the context of the church, but I think every week, we talk about every single movie that comes out. Not necessarily. You know, I mean, I can withdraw every comment unless I have something positive to say. It's not positive.
1: Maybe it's just incite, insight or something. Maybe we just comment or just talk about the movies that actually are worth talking about. Like Will Ferrell's movie is one that's been anticipated. People are... Well, there's something to
2: talk about on that movie. Of course, there there is... Uh, the issue of people, some people maybe we flatter ourselves, but they may be looking to us for entertainment choices, <laughs> and uh, you know they may unknowingly wander into the Santa Claus Three <laughs> because we didn't, we didn't, we warn, didn't warn
3: them. You know, okay. it's a public service. Yeah, is what it is, I, and I think you know it's not like we're we're like saying these defaming, mean spirited things. I mean, when well, I'm saying is lame. I, I in the context of he's in the Santa Claus Three with Martin Short. You know what I mean? Like I, you can't just take it at context where I'm just like, you know, Tim Allen. That dude is lame. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about uh, th- the movie he's coming out with. Well, you know, to go back to your point, the thing about
1: helping them make informed decisions, we could just kind of assume that. 90% of the movies that come out are not going to be good. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we just list them, say, here's what's coming out. But then if there's one that stands out, you know, you know, whether it be Running With Scissors or, or, or right. the Will Ferrell movie or whatever, that we actually like, hey, this is this is one. I mean, if you're going to go, like, go see this one.
2: Okay, so listeners, here's your special guide for future podcasts. If we don't say anything about a movie, what we mean is assume it's lame. This is horrible and lame.
3: Well, I, I think I think the entertainment world is different than the the church in that I mean, there's a whole industry uh, of critics of just a part of it. You but know I'm, I'm
1: talking about a worldview issue. I'm talking about how we choose to view life. Yeah, we can I either harp on and talk bad about the things that we don't think are up to our standard, or we can just kinda ignore those things knowing, you know what, you know what, that's not for me. They're not going after me. I'm not the target consumer right. that they're going for. So I don't even I don't need to say something disparaging about that person or that thing, knowing that it's not for me. I don't talk bad about the ice capades. I don't talk <laughs> about
2: about the circus. Let's let's spend a podcast and do that. <laughs> but, you well you know what I mean? But so
1: maybe we don't even mention the movies that are for kids. The entertainment releases, we emphasize, because think about this, the the music that we talk about, or list, Mm -hmm. are filtered. We filter down to the the ones that you would want to know about.
3: But that's very different, because we could go weeks without saying a movie. So from now on, I think the thing to do
2: is stick to making fun of
3: each other.
0: (gasps) Well, I mean, I think that we just, you know, we're trying to be funny and entertaining and sarcasm and and things like that are what this generation finds funny, and so I think that's why...
2: I would like to contend that we're not by nature, well, maybe we are by by nature, but try not to be sarcastic people. I think there's a difference. There's irony and there's sarcasm. You know, sarcasm is irony, but it's mean-spirited irony meant to tear someone else down. And I think irony is very, very funny. I think sarcasm is cheap and easy. Listeners just know that after after this podcast is over, the podcast crew, we're gonna have to hug it out.
3: Okay. Well no, I mean I'm saying. Well, but no, we, you sound like yeah, Borat. <laughs> it. it's it's <laughs> well I mean we went I remember we went off of that whole like carbon tangent that uh, one time yeah. and I felt like that's it,
0: Christian culture humor.
3: <laughs>
2: it's, uh-huh. o- it's, okay it's okay to tear okay. them
3: to shreds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we make fun of, uh, we, make fun of an <laughs> we make fun of nuances. We make fun in, of nuances in culture and things that we think are goofy. And essentially, our jokes imply that they are lame. Including people And and, I mean I'm not saying it's right or wrong But I'm just saying I actually I'm
1: somewhat sensitive to that I don't want I I don't mind poking fun Or poking holes in religious balloons I don't mind poking fun in Christian culture But we don't attack people I mean we don't
3: We love. I mean, I'm asking. Like I I said, I mean, I can remember making uh, specifically making jokes about Carmen that we didn't directly say he's lame, but the jokes implied that Carmen is lame. (laughs) But there's a difference between irony and sarcasm.
2: This is pre. (laughs) This is pre my tenure. I. I don't know anything about this whole making fun of Carmen
3: thing. <laughs> I don't want people to think we're like snobby jerks. I think we're better than people. Well, but I think that was actually the title of one of the emails.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, literally. Yeah,
1: literally.
3: Think, you guys
2: are snobby jerks. That make fun um, of people. No,
1: yeah, here's the thing. It's like, listen, I'm the one who edited last week's podcast. I mean, I left it in. I didn't have a problem with it at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Did you agree at any level? <laughs> the issue is a lot of our readers wrote in and pointed out the fact that they kind of were like, guys... That was a little direct, you know? And it's like, you know what? We are not perfect. Yeah we here's how you how's you the listener need to view the podcast. You're sitting in the room with us. This is just us farting around like yeah. we would fart around with anybody. Yeah. And, and so no. it's like it's not like we're sitting there like it's preparing sermon notes and yeah. like we're we're gonna challenge our generation to just, yeah. Hey, we're just talking. Just, we're not above critique we're not above mm-hmm. criticism we're not ab- we're not above anything we're just one of you and, and when people write in and say hey guys did you think about this or did you see you know the way i saw it was like this hey that's valid thanks i, yeah. I appreciate the uh, feedback. Appreciate i didn't that. think we're, of it that way
2: we say i'm sure that we say dumb and sensitive stuff more than we would like to to think we do, right? And I, and I if we appreciate didn't, you the, wouldn't
0: listen to it, <laughs> right?
2: That's <laughs> uh, that's why
3: you subscribe to this thing. You know, I, I really do appreciate everyone who writes in and with legitimate concern and expresses those. And, and one of my read said that maybe you don't. It wasn't to me. It was to the whole gang. Maybe we don't understand what kind of influence that our words that we kind of flippantly say has on, on people's perspective. And so if if legitimately anything did strike people the wrong way, I do, I do sincerely apologize because you know it, it is like you were saying, this is just us joking around. You know, and, and we're naturally just bad people Yeah
0: when And, it comes yeah, yeah, once and I'm a
1: jerk We are <laughs> we are
3: snobby jerks <laughs> Jesse, we're going to make so. you
0: go watch that movie Yeah,
3: I'm going to have to watch a trilogy I will watch the trilogy to to, to prove my But I, see, here's the thing Why why subject
1: yourself to something that's going to feed the critical spirit? <laughs> 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 you know if
3: you know what if he ends up liking what, yeah, end yeah, up? What
1: if it? Ends what up? if I'm converted? You yeah. come back and you're like Guys, I was wrong about that Martin Short is funny, guys Anyway Uh, Do we need to get Into the feedback No Kara had an idea And I think this is A good one There's a lot of uh, Very pointed feedback About this week's (laughs) Kara, Kara celebrated her five-year anniversary at the old Relevant Media
3: Group uh, this week, which we've changed the name to all oh. the, old relevant, media <laughs> the group. old relevant Media Group. We have a wooden sign. Yeah, out we're, front. we're doing a, a blacksmith. We're doing a belated like
1: Oktoberfest. group here. has an E on the end now. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, and we were talk- and she got an award for her tenure. And and everybody's joking that she needs to like carry it around with her to all of her meetings now because it's kind of like a trophy
2: looking. Yeah, it looks like a People's Choice it's, Award. It does, and <laughs> yeah. she is a People's Choice.
1: And exactly. she hits a little.
3: She hits a little light, and, and a voice goes, "Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you kind of have to see it."
3: Yeah, there's I'm a hand lie, motion it's that a, goes with it's,
2: that. It's a visual. It's a very visual.
3: <laughs> Jesse, <laughs> I, we really need to get a webcam in here or something. We really should. You yeah. got you, you.
1: Scintillating footage, trust yeah. me There's no way I could edit it, that's the problem It's like yeah. when I the finished product we, at the audio we yeah. Well that would be photos, the premium content Like
0: representative photos And I could just have my head on the table And Live be in doing the studio. math equations yeah.
2: <laughs> Math equations? <laughs> is, that, is that what you think I do over here?
3: <laughs> <laughs> but what if, what if we did like video podcast highlights Like we all sit so far from each other There would be no camera angle
1: that could get all of us
3: that's that's true. We get an intern to film us all the whole time. That's Constantly a little uh,
1: self-involved, isn't it? <laughs> to think that people would find <laughs> this interesting.
2: People, people like to see us
1: I'm,
3: sitting around. I, I'm just saying for the uh, for the you know quality of the jokes. A lot of yeah. a lot of my, I'm a visual you humorist. Get, you're a
1: Tim Allen kind of guy. <laughs> I, yeah. I really had a lot of falling Maybe, down. It's and a lot that's
3: probably his
2: problem with Tim Allen is he sees a lot of himself. Yeah, it's it's, it's like scary. looking in a mirror and
1: he doesn't <laughs> like it. Creative competition right there. Yeah, because you build elaborate sets and then. And then destroy them And I actually yeah. invented
0: <laughs> That's Scooby-Doo
1: <laughs> It is kind of is Anyway uh, A lot of feedback came in this week About uh, You know We asked you your thoughts On the Ted Haggard um, Situation And uh, A lot of people wrote in And expressed varying degrees Of agreement That we should show him grace Or A lot of people thought That he should be uh, Shown the door And You know That the accountability That Or, or the people Who are Um who've asked them to step down, aren't doing enough, that uh, we shouldn't have any tolerance for in our leadership or we should have complete tolerance for in our leadership. There's a wide variety of opinions mm-hmm. and uh, the best thing for us to do to do them justice is to post them on the website. Yeah. So we're going to create a page over at rebelmagazine.com. You can find it uh, probably at the Podcast Stuff page and on the main page. We'll post it over there. You can read the feedback. It's interesting. It's a good
3: read. And thanks to everyone who wrote in. And as always, you know, obviously the listeners and the readers are a huge part of everything what we do, but it's always good to read what they have to say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, and this obviously was an issue that uh, create a lot of a lot of discussion. It it's one that you know. Uh, you know, actually, I, there's one thing I do want to address. Somebody, a lot of them said, you know, because I acknowledged on the podcast last week that Relevant has a relationship with Ted Haggard's church, and ha- we've known Ted Haggard. And they said, you know, you guys handled him with kind of kid gloves, and you're so nice about it. Yet you've been harsh about other people and not shown them the grace that you showed Ted. And are, is it kind of a double standard? Are you nice with him because you know him? And I just want to clarify kind of the relationship that we have with him. I've met him once. Um I've I met him in passing once. I only know him really by reputation and I know his church primarily by reputation although I don't kn- I do know some people who attend there. So I do want to clarify it's not like we have a chummy relationship with him. He doesn't like stop by the office. No, and and he's never written for us and I've, you know, anything like that. It's not like there's a a real relationship. It's just, I know Ted's name and reputation of his ministry and know a lot of people who know him. Um, The question of, did we handle him or address the situation any differently than we would anybody else? uh, No, absolutely not. If this was any other Christian leader, um, just put in any other name, we would have said the same thing.
2: And I would hope if, I would hope for our sake, if it was any non christian public personality that we would we would try to treat them with the same civility
3: yeah the, and that, and that's the kind of the challenge and and I guess it it goes with you know not only people in leadership but even just kind of making jokes out of people's expense. I was having a conversation with with Kara earlier, like bring me into this <laughs> when, like when you the stay whole, away from me Tim Allen hate it <laughs> <laughs> when when the whole you know Bill Clinton fiasco happened. You know, it was easy to like laugh along at Saturday Night Live or even even a lot of Christians were could be more malicious about it. And just so you put that in the same perspective, you know, it, it's you know, almost a similar situation that these people are leaders and they have a lot of pressure. And just to, you know, expend the same amount of grace for people that aren't christians as well you know just because they're on our team you know it, it's really easy to love the people on your own team and on your own side but you know the real measure of faith is, is you know how much you can love your enemies
1: well somebody specifically pointed out the mel gibson thing how when his arrest happened we raked him over the coal saying you know you know basically we didn't show him the grace we showed ted haggard and you know i gotta be honest with you when somebody said that they were right yeah, They were absolutely right. Yeah. And I do believe we mishandled the Mel Gibson situation. Um, you know, I viewed it differently and probably still do view it differently because I think my underlying opinion about Mel's situation was not you shouldn't be drinking and or, aha, you were caught sinning or anything like that. It wasn't that at all. It was if you're going to live a life that doesn't line up with Uh, Christian ideals I would appreciate it If you didn't wear The Jesus thing On your sleeve As much That was kind of My statement at the time With Mel Was just kind of like Dude I cool that you're living that way, you know, I'm praying for you, but maybe you could tone down the Christian label if you're not going to, you know, want to kind of live that
2: kind of life. Right. Not about the alcoholism, about the anti-Semitism.
1: Yeah. That's the thing that was hard for me was that he was speaking on what he, the words he said basically were representing Christians and that's, that's hard to stomach. To me, that's um, different than the Ted situation. You know, one's a personal sin and a personal shortfall. One was kind of a, Speaking on behalf of a religion, I took it as, and the media took it as, and whether or not we should have handled them differently or we hold different standards for different people. Guys, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't worked my, worked through all this yet. You know, all I know is we're supposed to pray for our leaders. I know that God extends grace. And that nobody's perfect. You know, that. I do know that. I can take that to the bank. Um, I'm going to try and live my life with the utmost integrity uh, and be as Christ-like as I possibly can be. And I'll make mistakes, whether or not, you know, it's saying something about somebody or not having the right attitude or, or you know, other things. I don't know. But I'm just saying I hope that grace would be shown to me and I hope that we can show grace to others mm-hmm. and uh, and that we can all you know, just kind of work through these things and become more Christ-like in the process.
0: Yeah. What about people like Jerry Falwell who say things we don't agree with, but they don't see themse- like what they say as a mistake? You know, like they right. stand behind what they say and do? Yeah,
1: I think that I have to talk things like that my own life up to the whole, um, I could probably find something to criticize in every church service I go to. I could probably find things that aren't the way I think they should be in everything. And that I have to say, you know what, they are living their lives and they're leading the way that they feel is best in the eyes of God. And though I have a differing opinion on whether, whether it's a political stance or how they approach an issue or something like that, that, you know, I can't let it affect me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I have to, if I don't agree with that kind of Christianity, I need to represent a different kind. And that kind of Christianity and I'm not going to, I don't want to stereotype here is known for blanket statements and pointing fingers at people and judgment. That's that kind of extreme religious right is known for that. And I don't want to then do the same thing to to them. them. Yeah. Um, And so I'm trying to, yeah.
3: And I I don't think there's Oh, I'm sorry. I I, I was going to say, I don't think there's anything wrong about like commenting on things that we don't agree with, but it's just, you know, how, how we approach it. And here's,
2: here's what throws a monkey wrench into it. Um, is, You know, Jesus called people out for saying things that didn't line up with the nature of God, the character of God, who God is. That's, it's a tenuous line, honestly, between the prophetic and the critical, you know? And I'm, it's a scary line to try and walk.
1: Uh, (laughs) Maya said, she's listening to the podcast still. She said, also... You need to say that a degree from UCF will help you in life because your
3: wife has a degree from there and she is now running the relevant offices. And I mean, anyone that we've poked fun at know that hopefully, hopefully most people that we poked fun at, it was that. It was in fun and that, you know... If anyone was legitimately uh, offended, I, you know, I, I I apologize. You know, what I'm saying like it's not worth it. It's not worth a right. laugh if someone's really uh, hurt. You know what I mean? Right. Including UCF students. Yeah,
2: I would like to poke no more <laughs> well, fun. He agreed at though. He said I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean it's. No, UCF will will take you to the edge of infinity. With if their, if anybody
1: their- is <laughs> is has been hurt <laughs> by a podcast, hurt by our statements, and they feel like they need healing, I have an open door policy. Come by the relevant offices. We will have a group hug. All yeah, of us we'll and hug you. We will hug it out, guys. We will hug it out, and we'll take pictures of the group hug yeah, and post yeah, it on the podcast yeah, so, page at relevant.com. You know, UCF
2: students. Um, anyone who owns dachshunds, the Amish, uh, the Amish, uh, anyone who is affected by hurricanes at all, um, or sea swell snake Mel- handlers, snake handlers, Mel Gibson, no, I don't want, I don't want them coming by uh, sans, the Danger. snakes. Don't, don't bring the snakes, please. Mel Gibson and Tim Allen. If you'd all like to come by, we'll hug this thing out. We'll give you some swag. Forgot and, and if and if yeah. we can't Nick Nolte, Gary That's I get them mixed Gary. Up. If we could do this via phone because we're a little afraid, you know, so, to be in the same room.
1: If anybody has any artistic skills or any Photoshop skills, and they just wanted to do a visual representation of that group hug, oh, yeah. that, that could be a enough. reconciliation. Yeah, that among, could be enough.
3: among us and the people we've offended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is the guy that played Bible Man? Willie Ames. And Willie Ames, we're yeah, sorry, man. We're sorry. The pictures were our goofs. We. <laughs> 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 We know we encourage people to draw funny paint shot pictures of you. But we,
2: we know but that you G- can draw funny paint shot pictures of us if yeah, you Yeah, so we're on yes, the true. same
3: team here, guy.
2: Yeah. We
1: know that an invisible Gary Busey didn't really punch you in the eyes.
2: He didn't have any kind of drug problem. He doesn't have any kind of alcohol That's problem. The, he it's had just, an an anger just anger problem. Anger <laughs> problem. Well, anger how did he have black <laughs> eyes?
3: <laughs> it, the ag- Yeah, the anger was Busey. welling up so so much inside him that it, it, it crosses capillaries. It versus capillaries like Pat Robertson, leg pressing.
0: Yeah, we have to apologize for Pat Robertson. We'd like to man.
2: apologize for the comments of the last couple minutes. I'm actually
1: scared if Pat Robertson came to get a group hug because he may just drop Christ kick us it. in the face. Yeah,
3: he, may, he may scissor kick me to death. <laughs> <laughs> he, may, he might put me in the Boston crab and squeeze me to death. <laughs> the Boston crab? Like I'm Hugo Chavez. Uh, it's in good fun, folks. <laughs> All right. Well, on that
1: note, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week.
0: Editorial question of the week. Hey. If you could do something dangerous just once with no risk, what would you do?
1: Jump hmm. off the Empire State Building. Ooh, that would be a good one. Barefoot
3: what? water ski.
1: <laughs> what?
0: what? We could do that is it, anyway. Is it that week? Let's <laughs> it do it this
1: weekend. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. That, that's <laughs> a, that is a little not daring. Not I would, I would pro- it
3: would probably involve fireworks and my bare hands to be honest with you.
2: I would I would fight a bear with a two-by-four. <laughs> is it of no well, consequence to you butt. or the bear? Is
1: the bear hibernating or is he
2: attacking Oh, you? he's attacking. Okay, <laughs> he well then, is, then that's just self-defense. He's an enormous yeah. grizzly
3: and like he's in the
2: midst of attacking and I am armed only with a two-by-four. It
3: might be fun to swim with sharks, you know? That might be
0: I'd like cool. to rescue someone. Hmm.
2: I thought you were going to say you'd
1: like I to wrestle.
0: <laughs>
1: Burning building? You ca- Where were you when Gatorland went up in flames?
2: <laughs> that dwarf crocodile could have uh, used your help. <laughs> yeah. We'd like to apologize to the dwarf crocodile. Although to I'll the tell family you of the dwarf crocodile I'll tell you uh, blackened dwarf crocodile is delicious. It is. Gator tail. Is. Especially you get mm. some some ranch dressing to dip that yep. in. Mm. Honey mustard. Mm. Mhm. Lucky firefighters. <laughs>
1: 30 like of them died, but the they truck. only said one. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need backup. And uh, stop at selling and get the barbecue sauce.
0: That was amazing. That
2: was really good. Someone has a Cajun flavor injector. <laughs> the dwarf crocodiles taste like hickory. <laughs> oh.
1: All right. Well, if you want to answer that question, uh, write into editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com. All right, well, on that note, that'll do it for this week's edition of The Relevant Podcast. Many thanks to Corey Brasher for uh, playing Versus. And also thank you to Mark Estes. Remember, his new book is called What Now? Making Sense of Who You Are and Where You're Going. Uh, it's available at Amazon and stores nationwide. So on that note, I'm Cameron Strang.
0: I'm Carrie Davis.
1: I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Adam Smith. We'll see you next week. Every
0: day is Saturday night, but I can't wait
3: for Sunday morning, Sunday.
4: Relevance Podcast Anytime,
0: anywhere
2: Tiger Uppercut